Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, great news. As you can see, you are listening to a special edition, a bonus episode of Believe in the Zags with Sack and Jack. You guys have behaved yourselves. You guys have been sheltering in place. You've distanced yourself socially, responsibly. So we decided to reward you with this bonus episode, a solo Rob venture, not quite solo Rob. He's joined by Roxy Ritchie, who is, yes, sheltering in place with the sack race. So she's going to offer up an interesting perspective there, what it's all about right now up in North Spokane with the sack race. Now, in a couple of days, you will have your regular episode. We're excited about that one. It's going to be a a fun guest, a very topical guest. You'll understand what I mean uh, when we get there. But for today, enjoy the a beautiful southern draw of Roxy Ritchie. She's, a, she's got a yeah, great backstory to tell you about as well. But first... How pumped are you guys for the NFL draft this week? And you don't just have to watch it. You don't just have to root for a digital screw-up by the NFL or ESPN. No, you can bet it. Go to betonline.ag, use promo code MYPOD100, bet on the first round, second round, third round, whatever, how many running backs you're taking, how many offensive players are taking, whatever you want to do, you'll figure it out. BetOnline.ag has the outlet for you. Use promo code MYPOD100. Now, if you don't want to bet the NFL drafts, all gravy, baby. Play some poker with your buds. Play some blackjack. My friends and I are literally trying to coordinate a game right now via email. So there's something for everybody. BetOnline.ag. Now here's Robin Roxy. Miss Richie, you just scared the shit out of me today. <laughs> that did not mean to. I, I just creep around a little bit. No, yeah, no, you did creep around. <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. You don't be creeping I around. I know, I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> scared the bejesus. We just finished watching. What show did we just finish watching? The, the Outsider. The Outsider. Jason Bateman, your favorite actor. Right, right. Um. We watched, watched. We, watched, we just binge watched right, this right. whole thing. Right, right. Talking about demons. Right. It was a little scary there a at the end. little scary. You just said you went downstairs. <laughs> right. I was going to brush my teeth. And then. <laughs> I, I just creeped silently back upstairs because you were putting the kids to sleep. And then, boom. <laughs> scared the bejesus out of me. It was lovely, though. It was so much fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for being on the show. And I wanted to talk about you, Miss Richie, because you are a great influence in my life. Oh. And you have been able to come up here from Louisiana during this. I don't know if I really want you up here in this from this pandemic in Louisiana, but you're up here. Here I am. And, and so, here I sit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whoa, hi, Dale. I might have another cup of joe on that one. <laughs> you you have to be careful because I'm I'm a nervous laugher. Mm. It gets it's and a lot it of gets you in trouble like me. Yes, yes, it's, it's very inappropriate and I can't stop. And, all. and, and you're just and then people are always looking at you funny, but you can't help it. I can't stop. Right. So well, we gotta we gotta well, like, rain it, it in. Rain it in. Right. Rain it in. It's been a long four weeks. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> Miss Richie, or we, or you like to be called Roxy. Well, that is my name, Roxy. Roxy yes. Richie. Right now, Roxy Richie, yes. where are you from originally? I'm originally from Natchez, Mississippi. 
but I went to LSU and which wait, is, wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. What is Natchez, Mississippi? Oh, well, well, um, <laughs> don't, don't be embarrassed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm quite proud of it. Actually. It is like no place in Mississippi. Yeah. It's and and it, it's a river city. So there's a lot of decadence and way back when, when cotton was king, there were like 10 millionaires in the United States and nine of them hailed from Natchez and around. They And they had this one-upsmanship where they would like build plantations yeah. and then somebody would build a bigger, better, more beautiful in their eyes. And so we have all these plantation homes and, you know. It's glorious. It, <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. I mean, it, the good old days. Uh, well, there's not no, a lot to no, do there. But drink. Right. So is that where you learned to drink? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, God bless you, Miss Richie. Well, now, thank you. Now, what made you? What made you go from Natchez, Mississippi, to LSU? Were you just a fan, or? No. Well, yes. No. Actually, I got a job. Um, I actually went to Southern Mississippi for two years, but I don't really Home of Brett Favre. There you go. Talk to me. <laughs> reminds me of your dad a lot. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I was at Southern, and I didn't really dig it too much. I didn't like it. And right. then Dee Bro, the gymnastics coach at LSU, who I knew from doing, doing gymnastics, gymnastics, right, um, asked me, do I want to come help her coach? And I said, sure. So I left, and I started with her, and graduated and here I sit. Go to LSU. Right. And then you went to LSU to become a teacher. A teacher, right. Right. A teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher, yes. Always. 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 I was now, lucky like that. Did you want to always teach anywhere or like um well, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, be honest. I am. Um quite honestly, I was going to teach in Africa. You know, because I thought it was real small, and I could save it. And That's I was that Natchez, Mississippi education. Yeah, system. there you go, kicking in. <laughs> and um, so I always I was going to work for the Peace Corps, actually, mm -hmm. and just do all these humanitarian things. And then I got my first paycheck. I was like, Oh my god, where was that? <laughs> it was well, a student taught in. Baton Rouge, right yeah. outside of Baton Rouge. And then they offered me my first job, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll just hang around a year or so, and then I'll go. Yeah. And, um, you know, I made $800 that first month. Then <laughs> we got paid monthly, and it was $800. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't go. I'm going to make a difference. Um, right. <laughs> 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 Suddenly, Africa became a very faint kind of, yeah. Oh, you were you we were in third world. Yeah. You were just called Baton Rouge. Yeah, that was the that only. That is true. So, as a teacher, how many years did you teach? Thirty-five. Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, uh, I, no I, I, I know I'm grateful because you're helping our kids. Right. Right. During this wild thing we're dealing with, mm -hmm. and, unprecedented. Yeah, but um, thirty-five years. So you've seen everything. I've, I've seen a lot, yeah. I've what is like, what is something that you would say as a teacher you will never forget? Like, I know you, you always tell me stories. Like good things or bad things? Shit, anything. Anything, okay. Um, well. Uh, I don't care. Uh, the people well, don't care. We would need to hear what the education system was like. Well, at, at one point in time, I had um, a sixth grader who was pregnant. 
Um, and then, you know, and I, I, I didn't know what to do with that. What? She was pregnant, quite pregnant, very pregnant in my room. Like when I started in August and she came in, she was probably seven or eight months pregnant. And this is in Baton Rouge? Yes. Yeah. This is the inner city Baton Rouge. Right. And um, I didn't know what to do. I, yeah. I did. I, I was just shocked. And I said, sweetie, um, you think your mom can come up and talk to me? And she said, sure. And so her, her, she told her mom and her mother came in the next day or two and she was pregnant. And she her mama was pregnant also, too. Yes. And then she informed me that her other daughter was also pregnant, as was her other daughter. And they, she also had a two-year-old son. So I didn't know. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't what know what family to do reunion that. would that be? Well, I think it was one man Stop. going, I do, going room to room. I really do think that. Jesus. Yeah. I did think that. And that little girl, I remember, sucked her thumb all the time. So what ages did you teach? Uh, well, I, um, let's see. Okay, in the sixth grade, I think you're what, 11 or 12? 11, 12 yeah. yeah. So she was right around there. And then, and like, was there any help for her or? No. Um, nope. I, I've worked before with CPS and, right. and that's kind of like a roll of the dice. At one time there was a great guy there that I could call and he would, you know, he wasn't allowed to tell me much, but he would say things like, we cleaned up that situation. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But then I've had some bad experiences right. with them too. As Where they don't care or any agency, you know, it's like that. And, um, so I, I didn't know what to do. And, um, <laughs> This is nuts. Uh, it, I, I don't was. mean to laugh, but it's just, I just don't comfortable yeah. laughing myself because it's I, just. Laugh or cry. I know. Yeah. Like. And she sucked her thumb all the time. Like all the time. She would sit there and twirl her hair yeah. and suck her thumb. And I just thought, my God. And, and the the thing that, that surprised me the most and what I realized was this little sixth grader saw this as her is her moment like her big prom moment of having a baby mm -hmm. because she didn't have to take care of a baby yet right, right. and people were giving her parties and you know she's getting attention right right right, right. and so her mother brought me the sonogram one day and i thought goodness <laughs> whose is it is it yours or you know or, right. or your, you know it, it was just it was just a sad situation and there was a lot of that was my first one that was your first. Mm -hmm. it now, it, the first one that I knew of. Right. Yeah. What like with Louisiana? Is it hard to teach down there? Yes. <laughs> Why? What is it? Well, you ain't a teacher there anymore. No, Shit. I'm not. No, no. And I, I was very vocal as yeah. a teacher. Um, it's well, East Baton Rouge Parish is where I taught in public school, uh -huh. and I think we have like 95 percent free lunch, which you know, it kind of tells you about our demographics right. and it was just really hard. It was, it was very hard and it was hard to really make a difference. And it was hard to see these kids just have no, no parenting and no influence. I remember one little boy that I loved, his name was Trent and I loved that little boy and he was asleep in my class, which he had never done. I said, Trent, what's going on with you? You know? And he said, Oh, I was out playing basketball till four in the morning, Miss Richie. And I said, What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I said, where was your mother? Yeah. He said, She was with us. 
You should get mad. Right, I can't, there we go. I, I got you. Yeah, okay. So no. it was hard. It was very hard. And is it just because there's just not a lot of money in that or in the school system or what? what? Well, I have a real issue with that, too, because I think it, uh, there is a lot of money, actually. I think we got $10,000 per student. In each class? In or each just... student, each school. Oh, really? Gets $10,000 per student, yeah. But I think that money is very misspent. So I don't think throwing more money at, at what already should be enough, right? I mean, I, I think... I don't know how... I don't know what it... Yeah. Yeah, that's how much the federal government pays you. I think it's a... And I think the state supplements it. I'm not sure how those numbers were, right. but I know that at a at a board meeting, they were talking about ten grand per student. And you do not go walk into any public school for me mm-hmm. in my parish and say, oh, this school's yeah. great. You know, you've got, no, you've got bathrooms that don't work. You've got, you know, it, it's, it does not look like that kind of money is going into that system. And it's just because someone, people don't care or? I think it's misspent. I think it's misspent. I, I really do. Like, for example, yeah. now that you asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the last year I taught, I think it was 2015, we were in the process of buying brand new books for whatever uh, whatever grade. It was, you know, you, you, you rotate them, right? And these books are $200 a piece, right? Yeah. And I just, why would you do that? Every kid has a laptop. Every kid has access to something. Why would you go and spend that kind of money, which is, untold sums on something that is pretty antiquated right you know and so i have issues with that and they you know we we want you on the textbook committee i, I don't want to be on it thanks <laughs> <laughs> pick somebody else that gives a shit it ain't me <laughs> so i mean that right there right and then um testing is so expensive and and just I, I don't even really like to get into it because you, you just think that can't be true, but it is. It really is testing, and and all all standardized the, testing yes, and all that. Yes, I hated that shit. It, you should have. You should have. I hated it. You should have. Oh. And God. now what they've done, I, I mean, it, it it's like Fort Knox over there. Everything has to be locked up like somebody's dying to get a hold of that damn test. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then I. I remember one time, you know, they give you these easy sample questions just so kids know how to correctly right. bubble in something, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And um, so, and they're very easy. They're meant to be easy. They're only meant to teach the kid how to bubble in the correct answer, which is obvious, right? right? Except to me at the time. It said, um, which of the following is a community helper? So I think, okay, this ought to be easy. And there's four pictures. Yeah. And there's a fireman. There's a man pushing an elderly woman across a, a crosswalk. There's a meter maid, which my kids don't know what that is because <laughs> we don't have that. Right. Thank you very right. much. Yeah. And then one other one. And I remember that all of them, none of them, I didn't know the answer. Do you know? I, I, I don't know. I did. And they said, you know, say to kids, of course, the, the yeah. obvious answer is yeah. me. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, how is that? Yeah. It, no. It, so all of that and now that it's gotten to be test driven and i just i don't dig it anymore it ain't my gig and i just don't mm -mm. no i just i just 
I don't understand why they always like why we have to do the same test for every person. I don't get it. You exactly. You could. Not, I don't think you could handle it now. I really don't. No, I know I can't. I, I, I couldn't. Like the last year I taught, they put me on carpool duty, which is just. A, they, demote, they gave you the Japanese, like, we're just going to demote you. We're not going to fire you. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. No, I don't I, know. I can pull duty. I know you can. I can pull duty. Yeah. But that's not where you want to be pulling duty. You want to be in the hallway, preferably close to your classroom, so you okay. can check on it and just see Make if you sure need to put anything on the board or whatever. renegades ain't trying to destroy your house, <laughs> your classroom. So... You know, there I am, and so I have to open up the door. Like, we have to open up the door. We had a little in-service. That's right. after school for. Um, could have put that in an email. <laughs> <laughs> or you had to open up the door and, you know, get the kids out. Yeah. Just, you know, good morning, blah, right. blah, blah. And, you know, the, I opened the door on this one family. They're all praying. And so <laughs> at the weird, Yeah, they're all, I'm not kidding. They're all holding hands, praying, because it's test day. That's the kind of pressure that our school system is putting on our youth. Damn. They're all praying. And I'm talking, you know, sixth and seventh graders with a mama in there that's also praying. Damn, you're laying hands <laughs> on. And so that just makes me really nervous. Right. I don't like it. And, and I just think, I don't belong here. Right. No, it sounds like it sounds it, It's awful. It sounds it's, it's awful. It sounds... It's, and it's not just Louisiana. It's America. I, I don't know that for sure, but I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've been at that school for so long and I, I've done testing for so long and then you have to sign away everything. And then, you know, it, it's just maddening. Okay. Well, that sounds torturous. It, yes. So let's go with a little <laughs> lightened up story. Oh, right. I'm, about I'm my man, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that. Oh. To me, I don't. Do you think it'll it'll? Oh, it'll okay. resonate. Okay. It'll uh, resonate. You think it, it'll? Transfer I, it don't matter because no I love that story. Okay, I do too. I do. I do too. Um, I had this little boy named Christian. I'm not gonna say his last name. Don't say his okay, last name. Okay, I won't. No, I won't. No. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Okay. That's, you can't give uh, okay. underage people. You know, you can't put their likeness and stuff on newspapers. So let's okay. His, but his name, his real name, was Christian. Okay. Okay. So um, he. But he was homeless a lot of the time. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. so he would come in and out of my classroom. Like, um, and I found out that homeless means if you are sleeping on your auntie's couch right. or something you just like don't that. Have, you don't have a, a, a I normal guess your place. mother doesn't have a regular apartment or home. So he would come in and out of my classroom, but never, ever dejected or sad or anything. <laughs> and he loved me. Yeah. And I loved him. Right. And I was always just so glad to see him. And he sat in the very back row where he wanted to sit. But he, <laughs> I could tell he, like, wanted to be really close to me. And I said, Christian, you want to come? No, ma'am, I, I like it back here. Okay. Yeah. And um, He's in the sixth grade. He's in the sixth grade. Right. And he has just dimples. And was he, like, a big? He was, he was chubby. He was a little chubby. chubby. He was a little chubby thing. <laughs> but very comfortable with his right. weight. Like, like <laughs> didn't, you know, like, didn't have to squeeze in the seats or anything <laughs> or just maybe he did but it didn't bother him right not much seemed to bother him right so we're in homeroom and so he you know i'm calling roll and everything and i'm done calling roll and then he raises his hand and i said christian 
I said, what you got? What is it? Just trying to make him feel real right. comfortable because, you know, he comes in and out so much and the kids ask him stuff. And I, you know, I said, Christian, what you got? He goes, um, Miss Richard. I said, yeah. He goes, um, what do you call? <laughs> he says, what do you call a cow <laughs> on the ground? No, no, wait, I'm wait, sorry, wait, I'm no, sorry, no. Okay, wait, wait, no, 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 what do you call a cow laying down? What? And I said, well, Christian, I don't know, and he goes, green leaf! <laughs> <laughs> Where? A pawn. I laughed just like you did, just like you did just now. I busted out laughing, <clears throat> just, and I kind of, I had this, I had this podium, right, <clears throat> and, and I had a, a bar stool yeah. that I sat in and I kind of almost kind of <laughs> fell out of my stool a little bit because it was just so unexpected. <laughs> like when I scared you accidentally that, earlier. That wasn't funny. <laughs> that shit was not I know, funny. I know. <laughs> but I kind of slid out of my chair a little bit. That's so why I didn't, you know, so right. I righted myself. Right. And he just loved that. You know, just he loved that. He just ate it up. I could, and, I, and I couldn't stop laughing for a while. And then I was kind of crying Were a little bit. Were all the kids laughing? No. No. Oh. It was just between us. No. No. I don't think anyone was paying attention but poor Christian. No. So, you know, but I just had this joyous moment at the very beginning of my day. And, and he felt so good about that that he kind of, takes a moment and I'm kind of like wiping tears and okay wait you know I'm trying to calm myself down his little hand sneaks back up and I said Christian <laughs> he said before he even opens his mouth I'm already kind of laughing you know right. he goes, what do you call <laughs> just with him saying that <laughs> he said what do you call a wavy pig <laughs> I said I don't know and he goes make it <laughs> on the spot oh. and it was just so that I just bust out laughing and I'm, it was just wonderful god I miss that kid I, oh, I know, you so, but, so that was a good story mm -hmm. you know what I mean you have a bunch of those I do I do yeah and that's that see and I feel like that's probably why you wanted to be a school teacher because of those things right well because I realized um, at a very young age and I taught both my brothers to read and I realized that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but I realized, like, I remember being in the first grade. And no one's ever asked me this, actually. I remember being in the first grade. I remember thinking, um, I just wish she'd let me explain it to her. Beverly, I remember this girl, this student named Beverly had asked the teacher something and I knew the answer, I understood it. And the teacher was like convoluting it. And I thought, why don't you just let me, me tell her? You're her. undermining the teacher. No, no, I just, <laughs> in, in my head I said that. I thought, I, I, could, I could tell her, you right. know, I was like, right. kind of like that. Right. Like, I can do it. I can do it. Right, 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 right. And um, I just always wanted to teach. I didn't know what I wanted to teach but I just always wanted to teach. And then I found English language arts and stories and poetry and stuff that really turned my kids into readers and writers. I really did. I mean, I, I feel good about that. No, and you, you loved it. You I did loved 35 it. years. I loved, well, I loved about 20 years of it. Well, the last 15 No. <laughs> no, the first five, I wasn't great. You can say that. What? 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 I absolutely can't say that. 
I just well, picked up because I picked up that that voiceless basil reader, and you know the teacher's edition, right? <laughs> right. And read out of it, and I, I, you know, I didn't like it. I had a few moments where I realized, oh, you know, there's a, oh, he, you know, and, right. he, and he, you know, he's he's. I remember a little boy came up with a word, and I was he, he was over writing something, and I, I think this was second graders. He goes passionate i need you to spell the word passionate i thought oh my god right. <laughs> that was it. a big moment yeah you get but it. those were so few and far between but then you know it, it becomes a job one you don't yeah. like right and so but then i got my master's degree and that's when i had learned how to teach i really did now do you, is there like with basketball you have you know rookies and uh you know like a veteran that kind of looks over you or someone I would say who's like a mentor. Do you did you ever have one of those? No. A te- no. <laughs> Damn, that was a quick answer. Yeah, stop. Shit. No. Oh. <laughs> no. They put you in your room. They give you a role, and they good luck. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. East Parish, right on. Here we go. Don't get skinned alive. It was a little bit like that. But really? then, were you like Dangerous Minds? Did you just go in there? No. No. Like you? No. No. I mean, you're you're just not taught how to teach. You're really not. Now, mind you, I have mentored a lot of first and second and third year, fifth year teachers. I've had a lot of student teachers, and I really feel like I'm good for that. But did anybody do that for me? No. Mm -mm. And would would you have, you think, benefited if somebody had done that? Like had taught you? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I wish I knew, you know, like, and I don't see the kids I taught 35 years ago, obviously. I don't know where they are or anything. But I remember one of them came as a parent to probably 20 years ago to my classroom. And he goes, I had you in the sixth grade at Santa Ma High. I think it was called Santa Ma, South, Santa Ma Elementary. It was right outside of Baton Rouge. It's where I'd done my student teaching. And I said, really? And I wanted to just crumble and die. Because I remember thinking, I was a horrible teacher, but I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, write those spelling words five times each. You know. Oh, you were that one? Yes. Okay, yes. What? Damn. <laughs> I know. I, don't get mad at me. I'm well, just. I'm a little mad at you for saying you were that one. Well, oh, shit. I had teachers like that. I know. I know. And it, it just embarrasses me. But anyway, and then I learned how to teach, and then I grew as a teacher, and then. I remember that I learned a lot from my kids. When you when you stop and you like really listen, and I'll say, "Wait a minute, I, take me through that again." I don't know exactly what you're saying, and they will like show you. I remember one time we were doing a poem, and um, and it was called "Corner of the Sky," and 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 this person kept saying, "I got to find my corner of the sky," you know. Eagles belong where they can ramble. Blah, blah, blah. I got to find my corner of the sky. And this little boy raised his hand. I said, yeah, he goes, maybe he's looking for something that doesn't exist. I said to myself, I'm saying, no, of course not. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> right. Good job, dinosaur right. brain. And then I said, what? And he said, well, skies don't have corners. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, are you? Are you being smart with me? <laughs> like I'm thinking, okay, or is this about to go real bad? And I'm, I'm saying, okay. And he goes, maybe he's looking for something that he'll never find. And I, I just thought, it got deeper than you. Yes. Think. 
I mean, he thought far deeper than I did, right? Right. And I was like, This is a sixth grader too. This is a sixth grader. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but it was it was a nice moment for me, and it was a nice moment for him because I said to him in front of the class, I said, "You know what? You said that better than I could." I said, "That that was brilliant," and you could just see that kid change. You really, I mean, if, if you're in tune and you're watching it and you're looking for it. You can see that. I'm getting chills telling you this. <laughs> but anyway, his name was Brandon. I remember that too. But um, I remember just at first, I just thought, "You're okay. You're, you're taking away from my time trying to explain this poem, trying to get everybody on the same page, right. you know, the same meaning." Right. No, no, that's that's not what what literature is. And what I learned um, from my professor when I got my master's degree is that nobody reads the same book. Nobody watches the same film because half of the book is the printed word. That's right. only half of it. The other half is who you are as a reader, where you are in your life. That's why oh. you will think, Oh, this movie's great. And I'll look at it. And I'll think, oh, okay. We look at it through di different lenses. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, and there's these teachers that say, oh, they didn't get the symbolism in this and they didn't understand them. No, they didn't because that, that's not where their We're life different. is. We're all different. Yeah. And, and I remember even as a kid, I remember um, my ninth grade teacher when we read To Kill a Mockingbird. You know, I, I told her where, where the climax, you know, you have to do all that bullshit and label everything and you can't just enjoy the, right. the novel, right? And um, where the climax was. And I said, well, it's when Scout you know, stood up for her dad and said, and embarrassed these men that had come to hurt him to get to, um, what was his name? Mr. Robbins, Tom Robinson, who was in the jail. And, and I remember that she stood up and she said, nobody's going to talk to Atticus like that. And that for me was the climax of the whole book. Well, no, on paper, that's not the climax, but I'm, as you know, very close to my dad. Mm -hmm. I'm a daddy's girl. I, you know, and I, I, that to me was the most important part of that novel from what shaped my life. Right. And, and that if, if somebody asks you, what is the metaphor in line such and such, they don't know much. Right. Dummies. <laughs> no, and as I say that, right, I'm thinking, oh, my God. You know, but um, that's kind of bold to say. But what? Well, I mean, there are some literary tools that, yes, you have to be able to pick out and know what they are and know why and how. I'm not reading haikus here, Miss Richie. Okay, <laughs> I'm not trying to do any of that. I know. I just need to read the sentence mm -hmm. and then make it a paragraph. <laughs> now, basically, see? you put a paragraph see? into a couple paragraphs and then you got to take it. What's wrong with that? Uh, everything. Why? Did you like that? Is that fun for you? Was that ever fun? Did you ever? Absolutely not. Right. Did you ever see yourself as a writer? No. No. And that's because teachers teach you that you're not. They are. We're the error finders. Yeah. I don't do that. that I don't use a red pen. I, mm -mm. No, I'd never do that. I, really? In the last 30 years, I wouldn't have. Oh, the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were giving all checks. Look back. You were doing the big circles. No, a big X. Oh, God. I know. I know. Jeez. It embarrasses me. Is it as, as, is it as embarrassing as your Bruce Springsteen love and passion? What, whatever do you mean? There's no embarrassment. Does your students know? Oh, they do, yes. They Every do. student. Yes. So, yes, for, our listener, all over my for our 
I I'm do. sorry, what? I have his posters in my classroom. All of them? Well, no, 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 not all of them. Some are in my bedroom. No, but my thing is, I think you are the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan in America, at least America. Uh, I know. Well, why? Well, 1979. Woo! I know. Woo, I getting young. flooded. I was. <laughs> I was very young uh-huh. and drunk, and I was at my friend Pam that I told you about yeah. earlier yep. in Chicago. Um, I was at her brother's house in Baton Rouge, and um, he was having a great big party, and he had the record, Born to Run On, and suddenly Thunder Road came on, and I was like screaming at Pam, Pam, who is this? Who is this? And she kept saying, Bruce Springsteen. And I... I it didn't make any sense to me. I, you know, I never heard a name like that. I said, who? And you know, the music was, oh, it was nice. It was really nice. The next day I went out to the record store. Don't have them anymore. And I bought all three of his albums. Um, Greetings from Asbury Park, The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle, and Born to Run. Oh, boy. Yep. And I just never, it just, and I really feel like people don't believe me when I say this, but I really feel like in many ways he saved my life why because um it just i could escape mm-hmm. you know like sometimes you'll see me leave the how house. many concerts have you been to of springs yeah oh i don't know i really don't know there there are fans that have every ticket and i don't know that that makes them a better fan i don't think so. i don't think i've so. been to your house <laughs> <laughs> I've been to your house and uh, it's a lovely tour. I felt like I was in a museum. I know, never, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. have Bruce Greenstein stickers, bumper stickers, bumper yeah. stickers yeah. all over your car. So, well, just the one in the back. How many countries have you seen? Um, okay, I went to France to see him. I saw him in London. We're gonna get you to see him. I hope the uh, I hope this show gets you to see him one day. Like meet him. Meet him. I met him once. Oh boy. I know. Woo. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. He was, but. It was lovely. You, so, and you, you think he's your, he's your Elvis, basically, right? He's your. No, no, no. He's my religion. Oh, excuse me. He really me. is. He really is. Oh, we're going to open up that church. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna open up that church during this pandemic. Oh boy! No, it's true though. Right. I mean, it is true. It, it, it's whatever saves you from yourself, as it turns out sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know, it just, it, it just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain it to people who aren't on the same. No, I got, I, I have certain artists I listen to, but I'm not as passionate. I Mm-mm. guess. No, I'm not as passionate. No, no. Uh, I can have a, we'll agree to disagree. Okay, really? Yeah, I don't know. You wanted to steal my Snoop Dogg shirt. Well, it was a cool looking shirt. I know, I know. Uh, Miss Richie, I greatly appreciate you doing this quick little podcast. Oh, I'm loving it. I know you are. I'm loving it. I know. It, it's, it's been really good. And, like, I think people really need to know what, like, what the education system was like and what Miss Richie and Roxy Richie. Oh, Roxy. Look at you. I um, know. Double R. What, is it? what do you say? What? You, can't, you have to have two 
of the same. Yeah, like to alliterate, like yeah, Marilyn Monroe is very catchy. People don't forget my name. Sounds like a stripper. Rocks and Richie. Everybody knows you ended it all with stripper, and we're going to end that episode on that. Thank you, Miss Richie, for Thank being you, here. Thank you, Robert. Oh, man. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.